I'm happy to be with you today. I'm Jim. Some of you don't know me, and I'm aware of that. Uh, I say, call me Jim. That's the name I go by. But I'm Jim Cook. I retired from this church about four years ago. I was a staff member since 1980. And I'm happy to be here today filling in for Eric. Um, I have the joy of teaching our sanctuary class, which has just started again. Uh, in fact, last Sunday, we meet right over here, and I'll do a little plug. We've had a lot of announcements and plugs. Here's one more. Uh, um, we're in a large room. Some people feel a little uncomfortable going into a small room for Bible study. Uh, for some, it's, it's a challenge enough to come into the sanctuary. So I invite you, come join us. We'll be nice to you. I won't ever put you on the spot to speak. It's all voluntary, but I love it when people ask questions and interject and have opinions. So just know you'd be welcome if you choose to join us. Today and tomorrow we do remember. Uh, people will tell stories of those they've loved who died serving our country. They'll remember. And a sobering thought, someday people will be remembering each of us. They'll be sharing stories. They'll be reminiscing. They'll be shedding some tears, maybe. But the question is, how will we be remembered? How will family remember us and friends and acquaintances? Oh, yeah, I'm going to say it. And even Facebook friends, how will they remember you? Um, I find it interesting that people get to know us in different ways. Uh, it may be through our comments and posts. People know what we love, what we think is important, whether it's our uh, family, our dog, our cat, our politics, maybe even our hobbies, our interests. They know what makes us tick. And today we're going to take a look at how we can make a difference in that message we give others. You know, I'm, I'm reminded that in all seriousness, we do let people know what's important to us. Today we're going to talk about how we can make a difference. Today we're going to talk about that the way that the way we live, we're making memories. My sister's name was Ann. She was seven years older than me. Uh, as a young lady, uh, she was incredibly exceptional. Went through the junior college in five quarters, went to Georgia, came back, was valedictorian at the junior college, and graduated a junior from Georgia. They, you had to have time in place, not just hours, and she kept taking overloads. So the year after she graduated, she started getting all this stuff. She was a remarkable lady. Uh, in her mid-20s, she had two little kids, two preschoolers, and she contracted lupus. And this was a long time ago, and a lot of experimentation was going on. The day she was diagnosed, she was told they were, she had a rare disease 
there were two kinds. One would kill her in less than 30 days, or the other it'd take more than 30 days. See ya. And that was kind of it. She wound up with Dr. Christie at Emory, who was doing some rather radical things with steroids. And through God's grace, she lived till she was 39 years old. Now, the point about Anne, we were at the dinner table at my parents' house one day and talking, and my nieces had gone off to do whatever, and my sister uh, had commented something about one of my nieces, and I made some stupid statement. I don't even know what it was. Well, if that was my kid, you know, that type thing. And she said, Uncle Jim, at my house, we pay the most attention to things that make a difference a hundred years from now. When you know you're dying as you live, it changes your priorities. And got me. This sermon I'm going to share is for me too. I think every time we share up here, know that the Lord deals with us first and foremost. This text isn't going to be on the screen, but Colossians 3.12 talks about putting on compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, patience, bearing with one another and forgiving one another. But it uses the phrase put on. That's us taking action, us working at those things. I'm going to share with you a complimentary passage today. We're going to look at Galatians 5, starting in 22. And this passage is talking about the fruit of the Spirit. And by fruit, we mean future benefits. So Galatians 5, 22 and 23 says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. When it says love here, it's not just talking about feel-good love. It's talking about agape love. That's the love God has. That's a love that uh, a love that's a sacrificial love, a love that has concerns for the best for the receiver of that love, has their best interest at heart. Joy is the natural reaction to the work of God. Think about it. There's the joy of deliverance, the joy of salvation, the joy of spiritual maturity, and even, incredibly, the joy of God's presence. I can remember when I've gone through my toughest times in my life. The joy of God's presence never left. Peace. Have you ever thought about what's the bedrock foundation of true peace? It's to have a harmonious relationship with God to where we're pulling in the direction God wants us to pull. 
where we're in fellowship with him, we're not in rebellion, we're right with God. That's the foundation of peace that nothing can break down. Patience. Uh, some tra translations say long-suffering. We're patient through trying situations out of the hope of coming deliverance. We're patient with trying people out of compassion for them. Patience. Kindness. It's the characteristic, think about this, that led God to provide salvation. He was kind to us. Tender concern and uprightness. Kindness of heart, kindness of act. Goodness is virtue and holiness in action. Deeds motivated by righteousness and a desire to be a blessing to someone else. Hang in here. We got about three more. I hate doing definitions. Uh, faithfulness, steadfastness, constancy, allegiance. Carefulness in keeping the thing that's been entrusted to you. It's the conviction that the scriptures are true and accurate. Gentleness. It's also translated meekness, but don't confuse that with weakness. Gentleness involves humility and thankfulness toward God. Polite, restrained behavior toward others. The opposites, opposite of gentleness. Anger a desire for revenge, or self-aggrandizement. Self-control is, of course, the ability to control ourself. It involves moderation, constraint, and the ability to say no. And that's saying no to our baser desires and the lust of the flesh. One of the proofs of God's working in us is when we have control over our own thoughts, words, and actions. That's tough. Our own thoughts, words, and actions. That's on, I'll be honest, that's tough enough we need help. And the good news is, as I said at the beginning, this is called the fruit of the Spirit. It's not the fruit of Jim's labor or the fruit of your labor. That's not it at all. It has to do with the Holy Spirit helping us and molding us. And this is a lifelong process to be conformed to the image of Christ. When I was a kid, I couldn't read period. Halfway through second grade, I had straight F's in reading. I didn't care. I mean, I cared about being a good kid and all that, but I didn't care if I couldn't read. John Allen Hanna could read. He lived down the street. That was fine. I didn't read. Birds could fly, and I didn't fly. That was fine. I didn't have a problem. <laughs> By the way, John ended up in the NFL Hall of Fame. Uh, I didn't. Um, but oh my goodness, 
My dad said, if you can pass reading by the end of the year, I'll buy you a pony. Yeah. And dad didn't lie. He meant it. So they got me help from an incredible lady who was a former teacher and her strength was teaching reading. And my mom would take me to her regularly and I learned to read. And my dad and brother borrowed a pickup truck with sideboards and went to Tennessee to a farm where they raised ponies. But they never touched them, ever, until they were sold. A herd of wild ponies. <laughs> you get the picture. They lured them into a chicken house they used to feed them and to do this. And there, that, that one, and they lassoed that one, and they lassoed this one. They shoved them on the truck, and they brought them to ball ground, Georgia. So here we were with two ponies that had never been touched by a human in their life. I won't tell you all the stories. <laughs> uh, I was seven by this time. Almost eight, I learned what the ground felt like a lot. <laughs> but we succeeded. Uh, the larger of the two was Chief, beautiful chestnut sorrel with a flax mane and tail. That's like kind of a dark palomino, black stockings, beautiful, beautiful pony. And he was smart. And the thing is, we taught him to neck rein. Some of you know what neck reining is. And you hold the two reins from the horse or pony in one hand. And instead of steering like this, if I let the right rein touch the right side of his neck, he turned left. If I went move my hand to the right, he went to the right. That's all I had to do. And he'd do a beautiful job. Beautiful job. When we started, it was one rein in each hand. But he learned quickly, neck reining. A gentle effort produced a significant response. Well, beloved... That's what the Holy Spirit wants to do with us. He wants us to learn to neck rein. The Holy Spirit isn't usually going to yank that left rein this way to get you to turn left. He just wants to gently prod. And the better we come at understanding that signal and obeying it, the better everything is. I'm talking to myself too. Neck reining. Second Corinthians 2.14 says this, But thanks be to God who always leads us in Christ's triumphant procession and through us spread the aroma of the knowledge of him in every place. When we exhibit the fruit of the Spirit as we go through our life, we're making a difference everywhere we go. Everywhere we go, we're different. The Holy Spirit's working through us and guiding us.
Daddy bought two ponies that day. The second one was named Dynamite. He was a little solid black pony, shorter. Dad got two so that a buddy and I could go ride together instead of just me heading down the road by myself. Good choice. Dynamite is a sarcastic name because when we got dynamite, first you learn, you, you get the pony halter broken, then you get them where you can lay a saddle blanket on them. And we were starting the process with him and you laid the saddle blank. He just stood there. He didn't care. Well, let's put the, lay the saddle on him. We laid the saddle on him. He didn't care. Okay, we'll tighten the saddle. He didn't, he still hadn't moved. Let's put Jim on him. <laughs> so, boom, they popped me on top of dynamite. I called him Blackie, but that got overruled by the family, so he's dynamite. He sat there until my brother, who's 10 years older, came up behind him and popped him on the butt. But he still didn't buck. He was just so subdued. I want you to envision the joy of trying to teach neck reining to dynamite. In the scripture, we run into a term. Stephen talking to the council before the council stoned him. You stiff-necked people with uncircumcised hearts and ears, you are always resisting the Holy Spirit as your ancestors did. Did You do also. Stiff-necked. It's used many times in Scripture to describe people who know what God wants them to do, but they won't do it. Things got quiet. That gets me too. When we know what God wants us to do, but we don't do it. Sometimes we admit the Holy Spirit's prompted us and we did not obey. I still remember one day I was leaving my home in Silver Creek, heading back to Rome, and I got to the end of Wax Road and was about to head into town on Rockmar Highway. And the Lord put a lady on my heart. And I knew I needed to go see her real quick. But I had a list and none of the kids were with me and I was going to knock this thing out and I turned left and went to town. She died before I ever got to see her again. Now, she didn't need me, let me explain. She was as saved as anybody's ever been saved and she was close with the Lord and she walked with the Lord. And you know what God had wanted to give me that day? Was the blessing of spending some time with her, some special time. And I didn't listen. I still remember that day. We know. We know. 